Uh, welcome to another Music Ally Focus podcast with me, Joe Sparrow, and I'm joined by Music Ally's very own Stuart Dredge, Music Biz Sayer of Soothes. Hey, Stu. I've never been called that before. <laughs> Hello. It's... <laughs> I'm digging deep these days. Uh, good to have you here again. Now, Music Ally provides an analysis-rich guide to the music business, and that's what Music Ally Focus does too. Uh, every show, we analyze one of the most meaningful music business stories of the week, and this podcast will be brief. It should take about the same amount of time as it would take Kui Yu of China to solve nine Rubik's Cubes whilst juggling them. He solved three Rubik's Cubes whilst juggling them in five minutes, 2.43 seconds in 2018. Wow. I, mean, that I have never solved a Rubik's Cube, so that makes me feel particularly insignificant. Yeah. And maybe maybe if you were juggling them, though, you could. Maybe that's what's missing, the missing right. element, yeah. Only one way to find out. Uh, there is a video to this remarkable feat uh, in and around this podcast, uh, just for proof. Now, Stu, we have spoken a lot uh, both here on the Focus podcast and on Music Ally in general about the UK parliamentary inquiry into streaming economics. Um, now, we're still waiting for, which was a very, by the way, very long-running and very in-depth um, investigation into uh, streaming economics with all the major players in the UK recorded music industry. Now, we're still waiting for the outcome and their recommendations, uh, which could then take uh, this inquiry into a debate into the Houses of Parliament, potentially looking to change things in a legal sense, which is something that labels are probably quite worried about. But um, now, we have, they haven't done that yet, but now British politician Kevin Brennan, who was um, a leading part of the inquiry, has just published a guest article for the uh, UK Independent newspaper, which offers a few more details on it. So apart from the fact that he makes and records his own music, what have we learned? Yeah, we have. Well, so... In a one sense, we haven't learned very much because the way par the Parliament works is you kind of you present your bill in the House and then later in the year you actually publish it and reveal it and discuss it. So we don't know what exactly is in his bill uh, that he presented. We just kind of have the video clip of him saying, I'm going to do a bill, essentially. But then he wrote this column, like you say, for The Independent. And the key bit, I think, is where he talks about the law and copyright that if you performed on a record, played on the radio, you're entitled to a payment. And that doesn't happen if you're on the streaming. And my bill will bring the law up to date by creating a new right for musicians to an additional share of the revenue from streaming. So essentially, we're talking about equitable remuneration here, where some yes. element of streaming... And again, we haven't got the details of what element. Is it is it all streaming revenues? Is it just the ones that are radio-like and so on? But yeah, there's an element of there's going to be a bill to introduce equitable remuneration. And I guess the thing to say is this is the start of a legislation process. There will be debates amendments it's not guaranteed to be voted through so it's super early days but he's sat there in the inquiry he's listened to all the evidence and he's he's bringing forth forward a bill that he hopes will kind of um improve the situation yeah now this we there's a link to this um article of course around the podcast and recommend that you read it it's very interesting um very interesting um that um as predicted by you Stu, that they've latched onto equitable remuneration um just as a reminder equitable remuneration is a uh, a way of splitting the money for um recorded music that is um performed on the radio and things like that in the UK it's a very UK specific thing but easy to understand and it's split 50-50 between label and artist to put very briefly and one interesting part of this they've latched onto it as a, as a way to increase the amount of money that gets to artists because they're saying well look we you know we're going to split it 50 50 if we do this so therefore artists get more money now we've talked in the past 
about the fact that uh, the recorded music industry in the UK is um, quite vociferous, saying that that is not the case and it won't work like that. Um, but they've latched onto it as a way forward. And what's really interesting is that he's actually not talking about it in the context of labels at all. He's talking about it in the in the context of streaming companies and the way that they should pay money. He says, um, the stated aim of streaming companies like Spotify is to replace radio. So his justification, in, in, it sounds like, is that, well, radio is going away, so we've got to protect this market for artists. Yeah, and that's pretty much the talking point that the Broken Record campaign has been putting forward. And, you know, it's part of this is facts like Spotify has been very clear in saying I think the phrase they, they keep using is like on demand no was it linear dies on demand wins in their case that's yeah. really assuming even though at the same time as doing that they're doing things like radio like their kind of green room thing so they're kind of they're getting more like the thing they're trying to kill which is kind of a whole parallel strand yes. but yeah I mean I think watching the inquiry it, so Kevin Brennan MP is on the committee that held it and he was always one of the MPs who came like Rather than going, oh, so what's going on with this streaming thing? He would come in with like the this contract this in this year with Spotify. Did that kind of give you extra benefits? Like he he knew he really really knew the background, and he was asking the the toughest mm. questions. So he is kind of one of the legislators who is, I think, gonna gonna give the music industry most kind of um, most uh, spine shivers because he's. I think he's very clearly he's kind of um, taken on board the Broken Record campaigns. Uh, yeah. arguments and he he trusts them so so yeah I think it's um it's interesting because we've seen the arguments at the committee stage about for and against CR and now we're moving on I think to this stage where there will be a report of the committee and we kind of think they're going to recommend ER I mean it's kind of clear but now it moves on to lobbying of all the MPs and the government in particular and there's going to be an almighty battle I think between the the label side of the industry you know, represented by the BPI and the major labels, and broken record in terms of who can sway the parliament to their view and get this bill or whatever bill comes up passed through. And of course, the broken record campaign has had um, a huge slew of enormous British artists uh, putting their names to a number of letters supporting um, a new way of uh, getting payments to artists uh, from streaming platforms. Um, and they sort of have the, if you like, the the, they have the sort of popular vote in this, uh, in that people instinctively think, oh, well, you know, any more money for artists is a good thing and this is a good thing. We spoke to um, the BPI representing the uh, British labels in a very long ranging conversation. Um, and they were very clear that um, equitable remuneration would not be helpful. It would take away negotiating power and things like that. Well, you can listen to that podcast if you really want to dig into it. But what he, what's interesting here is he's saying that this is about creating the future, the right future structure for a secure career in music. I want young people to be able to aspire to make a reasonable living from music. There's two sides to this argument, and one of them is that, well, if you're not getting very many streams, even if you've got equitable remuneration, you're not going to make much money anyway. And yet artists um who are doing reasonably well will potentially make more money um, there's a lot of moving parts here and it ties back to um uh you know labels potentially saying that they're going to write off any uh, unrecouped advances or any anything they're owed from contracts signed pre-2000 things like that what do you think is a, a likely sort of outcome here in terms of uh what's going to go into parliament hmm. 
I mean, it's it's one of those things where when you lobby, you have to talk in extremes. And I think the right. truth of the matter here is introducing ER for streaming would not instantly fix things for artists. That it would be welcome for artists and it would give them more money in their pockets. And yeah. it's good. But I think even the broken record company has been very clear. This is not like the panacea, the solution that will suddenly fix everything we want. And from the other point of view, introducing it would have an impact on labels. There would be less revenue from streaming coming to them, depending on how widely it applies again yeah but it would not destroy the labels and the industry it would it, the money would still be going in it some would be going to artists and and they would they would kind of cut their cloth accordingly and their point of view is we'd have less to invest in marketing and signing artists and developing them and that's a that's a point worth discussing but it wouldn't destroy the industry so i think there's there's kind of a middle ground here where it's not going to fix everything for artists it's not going to destroy the labels everyone would kind of adapt to it whether they want it or not but i think in terms of legislation, I mean, we saw, I mean, we saw with Brexit, not to bring up the B word, we saw how oh, legislation can, can go through and it can be amended and people can pile in with different views and different viewpoints and things can be voted down. So it's very hard to sort of look at what Kevin Brennan has said and say, right, well, this is how it's going to translate into legislation that is going to get passed. It's super early in the process in that sense. So I don't, so my, the long answer there is I don't really know uh, what's going to happen in terms of the legislation. But I think it's interesting that it's getting rolling now. It's getting rolling even before the committee's report comes out. So there's a kind of a hint there in what the report will contain. And if you're finding this useful and uh, you crave more of Stu's in-depth news and trusted analysis uh, waiting for you in your inbox every morning, uh, head on over to musically.com slash subscribe. Don't forget, if you're an indie label, artist manager or publisher, you may be eligible for one of our sponsored complimentary subscriptions as well. We first started reporting on Broken Record just over a year ago, and the amount of ground they've made in a year is really remarkable. It's moving with some pace now towards Parliament, which is a you know is not an insignificant thing at all, and it's also um, picking up steam on the other side of the Atlantic. And uh, Music Island played a very small uh, part in that. Uh, I will share the link around the podcast again. But in an episode of the Daily Show with uh, Trevor Noah last week, um, was a whole section on how artists are paid from streaming um complete uh, and, and in that show they used a clip from our musical itv show where tom gray of the broken record campaign was uh, explaining how uh, he believes that streaming isn't very good for artists as well but we speak to a lot of people on both sides of this debate do you get any feeling from speaking to people perhaps on the broken record side that they're feeling that there's a there's an opportunity within their grasp now I think maybe so. I mean, I think um, certainly from hearing Tom Gray talk to people, they've they've not just caused a debate. They've 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 sparked an inquiry in the UK. Um, they have now sparked a private members bill in the House of Parliament. I mean, it's kind of real progress. And I think the one the one thing, and I'm sure that they would be saying the same, is that from the the inquiry, the one session which had ministers talking, had two ministers from the government talking. They were seemed to be very more to the talking about the kind of talking points that the the record labels and the BPI are. So you did get a sense there of actually maybe the ministers and the government are not quite as sympathetic to the calls for reform. So they've got work to do there, mm. I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're seeing it's an important debate. You're seeing it here. You're seeing it in the US with the Daily Show, like you say. You saw it with the is it UMAW, the union there, who are who've launched this Justice at Spotify campaign. So over there, it seems to be much more focused on the streaming services than it is on the labels. Over here, it's kind of almost, 
the streaming services weren't really monstered during the hearings. It was more about the major labels and about changing the, the split of, of money between labels and publishers and between labels and artists. So in a way, over here, it's gone towards reform is, is really, the reforms are targeting the labels more than they're targeting DSPs. And in the States, it's yeah. more focused on DSPs and more focused on Spotify in particular. So that's one interesting part of the way the, the debate is kind of diverging a little bit on either side of the Atlantic. It's interesting, isn't it? Because we've got a state where, for example, the a lot of indie labels in the UK probably don't care about this either way because they're probably splitting things 50-50 anyway with artists in a lot of cases, particularly the smaller emerging ones. Um, and a major label and some of the other labels, uh, significant indies, are writing off, as I said, um, uh, monies owed to them from pre-2000 contracts. Yeah, or, or in Sony's case, they were quite clever, weren't they? They're not writing it off. They're just not uh, choosing to pay through the royalties. Which gets right, gets a right. sense of the kind of real dancing on the pins around here. Like there's even when we think someone's writing off on recoup balances, it's not. It's just we're going to ignore I'm them. Not technically writing it off. Like there's all this yeah. stuff going I, on. Yeah. You know, strategically, it does give the majors a, a, a card to play, doesn't it? Because they could say, okay, well, you know, they could all agree, right? We will uh, pay through on unrecouped uh, monies there, and so therefore, you know, all artists get paid on this certain rate that is uh, more in line with streaming than uh, it was in the past, and that could. You know, like you said, politicians perhaps in the UK are a little bit wary of um, upsetting the apple cart too much, particularly after the uh, Brexit uh, farango. And perhaps, you know, it's a case of uh, they might be thinking, well, you know, careful what you wish for, because if, if you dismantle an industry that works particularly well for the UK, the UK is historically uh, punched above its weight in terms of uh, the international music industry around the recorded music. Um, they might say, well, you know, uh, let's try and find a halfway house and twist some arms and get the majors to uh, make some nice uh, promises like that. <laughs> I think it's one, of the, it's one of those weird things. And I think we may have trodden over this ground before in this podcast, but like, like Kevin Brennan MP doesn't want to destroy record labels. Broken Record doesn't want to destroy record labels. They kind of, they, they, the, the campaign is all about kind of rebalancing things and changing things. But they would acknowledge labels are really important and labels have to be able to kind of survive and thrive. So that's, that's got to be the end game here. It's got to be a model where the revenue, the money is coming in, it's being collected correctly, it's being paid out correctly. It's be, transparently being kind of shared out. And everyone has to be able to kind of invest in, invest. So labels have to invest in artists. Artists have to be able to invest in their talent, in the kit they use. Like there's, 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 there is a middle ground here and it's really hard to see it sometimes because everyone is shouting at each other. But yeah, I think that's what we're heading. I think that's what we're heading, we're heading towards is, is, yeah, you saw Sony Music do that big announcement about the kind of unrecouped balances. I think you will see other stuff from other labels. I think, you, I think you're going to see progress and and this is kind of outside whether er is induced or not i think and i think already in stuff we don't read about in headlines you're seeing artist contracts are changing and i think some of the the bad things we've heard about from previous years are not happening now because of this discussion about what's happening so i think these campaigns have already kind of enacted change and where it ultimately ends up is it has to work for everyone like you can't you can't make Spotify unable to survive. You can't make a label unable to survive. And you can't make artists not be able to survive and make music. Like, I think no one would disagree with those three obvious points. So it's just a case of how we get there and how we get there in a way it doesn't destroy everyone's trust forever. Um, and, you know, we're optimistic. Yeah. Thing. I'm hoping, I hope that can happen. And I, I sort of see, see those bits of progress and think, actually, change can happen without it kind of kicking everyone, you know, when they're down. There is a sort of um, 
consensus from all sides really that there needs to be some sort of change here that, that finally we've got to a point where people are saying okay we can't maintain things the way they were and now essentially everyone is haggling over exactly how big that change should be and in which directions that change should be um which you know however you wherever you stand on this debate it's clearly progress and and you know it will it will turn out to be a good thing for some people uh, perhaps everybody in a certain way but it, we just don't know how much yet and it remains to be seen but um really fascinating that in a year of enormous change in the world anyway uh, well a year by the way where we've um noted repeatedly how well recorded music has done during uh, coronavirus that actually there's been some very very significant uh, changes happening beneath the surface in recorded music as well it'd be very interesting to see how that balances out okay thanks Stu. If you found that useful, please share this podcast with someone you care about and think will find it useful too. We also have a free weekly email, The Knowledge, which rounds up a soupçon of the best analysis, news, marketing insight and skills from Music Ally. Sign up and become a, a guaranteed wealthier person. That's not really a guarantee. Uh, links are in the description as always. And so that's it. Uh, f- until next time, from me, Joe Sparrow, and him, Stuart Dredge, farewell. Farewell.